my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. He's the honky-tonk man. He's the honky-tonk man. I could let that play all day, but I'm not going to welcome everyone. It's Kevin here with the My One Two Three Cents podcast, episode 358 of the show to be exact. And that actually was straight off the vinyl. I'm, I'm playing it on my daughter's uh, record player, but it is my vinyl album, Pile Driver, the wrestling album, too. Uh, because I'm changing, tweaking things up a little bit as far as naming the shows, uh, the titles for the shows. So typically in the past, this would have been Confessions of an Indie Ring Announcer, but since I wasn't actually involved in the world of professional wrestling at the time of this story, I'm simply changing these types of podcasts to story time. And I will get to the story of how I met the Honky Tonk Man for the first time and and kind of explain some of the other details about the Honky Tonk Man coming up in just a few minutes. But uh, I do have some housekeeping measures to attend to. And first and foremost, I want to remind folks to uh, head to strideprowrestling.com to keep up with the very latest in Stride Pro Wrestling and remind you that on Saturday, October 9th, coming up very soon, Stride Pro Wrestling returns to Carterville, another show there at uh, the building in Carterville, 1130 North Division Street, uh, and just outside of downtown Carterville. But um, I want to let you know that the October 2nd and October 16th shows, which were both school fundraisers, have been postponed due to COVID concerns. Postponed, not canceled. Uh, We will uh, have these shows at some point. I know Jerry Travelstead uh, was behind the Pinckneyville show that was scheduled, um, and Demolition, Axe and Smash were supposed to be coming in for that. So uh, hopefully he's able to reschedule and and get Axe and Smash. Jerry's always been good about getting some sort of legend or Hall of Famer or someone relevant in the world of professional wrestling as a part of his fundraiser. So uh, stay tuned, strideprowrestling.com, for the details of those shows, because like I said, they will happen. I just don't know exactly when that's going to be. 
Something else that I do know is happening is the My123Cents Stride Pro Wrestling Toy Drive. We, uh, wrestling action figure toy drive, to be very specific. Uh, again, this is a direct ripoff of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast and their annual toy drive. They do it on a national scale, or at least all the toys come in uh, and they make the donation to the Toys for Tots. It still happens here on a local level here in Southern Illinois, and I have been overwhelmed and impressed with the support each year that the toy drive has been uh, given and especially last year because we were not doing shows in front of crowds last year so had to get a little creative and outside the box and go and meet some folks and pick up some toys and I'm actually working with someone who has been a very supportive uh, part of the my one two three cents brand um, and this toy drive specifically uh, for a few years now and he and I are working on some things and hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll have a, a big announcement in regards to that, I have talked to Tyler, Heath Hatton as well, and it's looking like our November show will be the show where you can bring toys and drop them off. And again, very early, it's still September, but I'm I'm, I'm wanting to get the ball rolling on this um, and start getting those toys in. Um, we've had people mail them in from across the country, uh, you know, purchase them on Amazon or, and have them shipped to me. So uh, if you are willing to donate, a toy or two, a wrestling action figure, some sort of wrestling-related toy. We're just sharing the love of professional wrestling, and it goes right here in Southern Illinois. It goes to the Carbondale location of Toys for Tots, but they distribute to five counties here in Southern Illinois, so hundreds, maybe even thousands of kids. I don't know the exact number, uh, and I know this year numbers will probably be up. The need is great. So uh, again, it, once the time comes and, and donations, it, you can send them to me at any point. Just message me and I can get to the details. But a formal announcement is coming soon. This is just kind of the teaser, even though I probably said a lot more than what a teaser would normally constitute. While we're promoting things, I do want to also promote the Pro Wrestling Tees store, the My123Cents Pro Wrestling Tees store, specifically at ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents. You can pick up Stride Pro Wrestling and My123Cents shirts. There are two of each, and there's actually a fifth one, which is a Christmas design. So if you're in the Christmas spirit, get that ordered and get the ball rolling. I'm hoping to have a sixth design up sooner rather than later, so... Stay tuned for those details as well. Collar and Elbow Brand has been a great uh, friend, and they are also uh, uh, taking off 10% of your order when you use the promo code MY123CENTS. And again, a little bit comes back to the brand here and helps keep things going. Running afloat at Stride Pro Wrestling helps to pay a few of the bills in the building that we are renting again uh, in Carterville. And if you haven't been to a Stride show in Carterville, come check it out sometime. Uh, but do get your name on the list as far as getting your tickets reserved because it is a fun night and uh, those seats fill up very, very quick. So um, as I kind of mentioned off the top, uh, going with a story time theme instead of just the typical uh, confessions of an indie ring announcer, um, you know, I have been very, very fortunate through the years to have met, I, I couldn't even tell you how many, uh, dozens at least, uh, professional wrestlers um, or people involved in the world of professional wrestling. Um some of these have obviously been through the whole uh, WWE WrestleMania Access uh, event. 
Um, been to WrestleCon a couple of times where you buy the tickets and you do the meet and greets. Uh, and I, I like those. I, I enjoy them a lot. However, I don't feel like they have as the same kind of meaning or significance as an actual being able and being fortunate enough to meet a wrestler um, and spend some time, some actual time talking and 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 whatnot. And so, um, you know, my job in the world, uh, my former job in the world of TV news afforded me the opportunity to do that with a lot of professional wrestlers, whether it was The Miz um, and, you know, I, I don't know if I've told that story in detail yet, but uh, that'll be another uh, story time coming up down the road. But, you know, it, The Miz has been one of them. Bobby the Brain Heenan, who I just recently shared that interview that I did with him over on my TikTok. So check that out as well. Um, but the very first professional wrestler that I ever got to meet is WWE Hall of Famer, greatest intercontinental champion of all time. The Honky Tonk Man. And it was such a surreal and one of those things that happened kind of spur of the moment. But it's one of those memories that I will always cherish and remember um, for the rest of my life because, you know, let's go, let's do a little bit of a, a, a backstory on the Honky Tonk Man. Of course, I was watching wrestling at the time when he comes to the WWF. Now, you know, Wayne Ferris, who is a.k.a. the Honky Tonk Man, had a pretty decorated career before coming to the World Wrestling Federation. He had wrestled um, in areas like Stampede and Memphis and, and uh, I believe, Continental. He had been around the uh, territories, but had not been on the main stage anywhere. So when he rolled into the WWF in 1986, looking like Elvis, you know, the black hair it was slicked back. He had the jumpsuit. Um, but he came in as a good guy. And, you know, at first I, I, I didn't really care much for him. I didn't like the good guy persona for the honky tonk man. Um, and speaking of as I'm, well, I'll get to that part in just a second. Um, so it was, pr I, I don't know the exact time and, and when it happened, but he wasn't there very long and they were doing a because he just what didn't seem like he was connecting with the fans. I, I didn't think the gimmick was necessarily, you know, Elvis by that point had been dead for, you know, almost 10 years. Um, not that people didn't know who Elvis was, but I don't think there was that appreciation for him. And the rock and wrestling connection had just come and gone. And he wasn't, you know, Elvis or that kind of music was not what was popular at the time. Again, this is 1986. And so... Uh, they did a poll, I remember, on Wrestling Challenge or Wrestling Superstars, and uh, they were asking people to vote if they, basically a popularity contest, do you like the Honky Tonk? I don't remember the exact wording of the question, but it was somewhere in that kind of language. And I remember they re did the big reveal, and it turned out that the fans did not like the Honky Tonk Man, and he was pissed and got upset, and I don't know if it was that week or, you know, down the road, he starts uh, hanging out with Jimmy Hart, and they strike up this friendship and relationship, and then he becomes Colonel Jimmy Hart, like, you know, Colonel, uh, I think it was Colonel Tom Parker that Elvis had as his manager, and so uh, they were off to the races, and, and then it was when he turned, you know, into a bad guy that there was something about him that just clicked, and I enjoyed it a lot, and, you know, 
in the summer of 1987 when, you know, he did the unthinkable and beat Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Because let's face it, Honky Tonk Man up to that point, I guess I'll say this. When he beat Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 3, it was an upset. That was probably the biggest upset on the entire WrestleMania 3 card, in my opinion. And probably one of the biggest upsets in WrestleMania history. I did not see that coming. That You know, because Honky... As much as I liked him, you know, he was not one of those guys that I really thought was going to get uh, above the lower mid card. You know, he was going to be, uh, you know, in the Coco Beware, Hillbilly Jim uh, kind of vein. And for him to beat Jake the Snake Roberts was huge. And then a few months later, he beats Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship. And not only does he do that, he goes on to become the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion, and yeah, he did the typical heel chicken, you know, walking away with the belt, getting counted out, getting disqualified, but it was those feuds with, you know, with Jake and with uh, Ricky Steamboat and then with the Macho Man Randy Savage that, to me, made the Honky Tonk Man this character that you love to hate, although I liked him. I, he was probably one of the first heel wrestlers that I embraced and actually became a fan of. And so, of course, I got the LJN action figure, and I bought the wrestling album, and I played the songs, and I, you know, I just loved the character of the Honky Tonk Man. So, that sets the table. We kind of all knew Honky's story, but, uh, you know, again, I became one of his biggest fans. And so, fast forward to 1997. It's about this time, actually. It's about September uh, of 97. Um, I was working at a TV station in St. Louis called KMOV, and I was behind-the-scenes guy, production assistant, working on the early morning newscast. Um, and I had become friends with the anchors, and they would take me out on stories and stuff and, and let me... Um, kind of learned the ropes as to becoming a reporter. Well, they also knew of my obsession with professional wrestling and In Your House, Bad Blood, yes, the one with the very first Hell in a Cell was coming to St. Louis in October. And I really, really wanted to go. Um, well, the Honky Tonk Man was rolling into town in September as part of a... Um, you know, the he was an ambassador, I think, at the time, or, you know, kind of the going around and doing the meet and greets and, you know, saying hi and, and hyping up events before they came to the town. Um, he wasn't wrestling anymore, and I think this was right after the whole rockabilly thing, or it might have been going on simultaneously. I, I don't remember. He was still on TV. He was doing commentary from time to time. People knew who the Honky Tonk Man was, and again, he was that goodwill ambassador of sorts that was coming into towns. And so, uh, one morning, we're doing the news, and the the anchor, the, the co-anchor, Margie, Margie Ellisor, who is still an anchor in St. Louis, uh, she's at another station out, the Fox affiliate in St. Louis, but she says to me, um, hey, Kev, uh, do you know who the Honky Tonk Man is? And I'm like, yeah, why? And she said... I'm going to meet him this morning at Union Station. He's coming into town to promote uh, some wrestling thing that's happening. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, do you want to come? And I was like, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I think he was going to be there around 10 o'clock. And so the newscast ends and all that good stuff. And I ran home 
which, you know, living in St. Louis, that wasn't a quick trip, but I, I went to my apartment um, and I got uh, my WWF magazine with the Honky Tonk Man on the cover. And I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to get this autographed and I'm going to get to meet the Honky Tonk Man. And again, it's 1997. So there are no cell phones. Uh, there are no digital cameras. There are no, you know, no social media. The internet was in its infancy. So, um, and my one, two, three cents wasn't even uh, an idea of anything. So no blogs, none of that stuff. Just wanted to go and meet the guy. And so, um, and I got my um, camera, you know, that you load with film, 35 millimeter camera. And so picked those things up, went back to the station and Margie and I and the photographer go and get to meet him, shake his hand, talk to him for a few minutes. Margie does an interview with him and they're doing this thing for, uh, you know, the In Your House show where they are giving away tickets and, you know, they weren't just handing the tickets out though. To get a ticket, you had to earn a ticket and to earn a ticket, you had to beat the Honky Tonk Man in an arm wrestling contest. And so the picture that I have with the Honky Tonk Man, which I gave my camera to Margie and she uh, snapped a picture. And again, uh, this is before you could look at it and see how it looked or whatever. So uh, I'm, I was pleased with how it turned out, but it's Honky Tonk Man and I arm wrestling. And of course he was letting you know, people win this, this contest because it was for a ticket. So they're doing this to build up an audience, build up a crowd, but it was like nosebleed seats. And, uh, so, you know, I get my ticket and, um, we sat again and, and talked for a little bit. She interviewed him and, uh, you know, people, fans were coming in and they were getting autographs and, you know, taking pictures and doing the same thing that we had done, but we got to him before all that started. So we didn't have to wait in line and it wasn't, you know, uh, an intimidating thing, you know, and, and kind of harkens back to my King Kong Bundy story that I told a few weeks ago here uh, on the podcast. You know, that was the first time I had been that close to a wrestler was that King Kong Bundy incident. But, you know, I chickened out and, and wouldn't go and, and meet him. But, you know, several years later, gosh, almost a decade later, now I'm meeting the Honky Tonk Man. And I was not, you know, yeah, in, intimidated, I guess, kind of to an extent, but not like, like I, I was so stoked. I did not, I did not ask him to autograph the WWF magazine. I, I chickened out on that. And, you know, I think because honestly, I feel like in situations like that, I, I don't want to like overdo it. I would rather have a picture with a wrestler. If I'm meeting them in person, I would much rather do a picture than to, to get an autograph. So if I had to choose between the two, I would definitely take the picture every single time. And so that picture, I held on, you know, obviously held on to it. And, you know, you get it photo or not photocopy, you uh, back in the day, you know, getting film developed and whatnot. So I had it in a photo album for years. And then fast forward to 2012, um, Chad and I were going to WrestleMania in Miami, I think it was 28. uh, And we got tickets to go to Comic-Con. And so I brought, and I knew that the Honky Tonk Man was going to be there uh, as part of the meet and greet. You know, it was Honky Tonk Man and Jake the Snake and Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Vader. Um, the Headbangers were there, Lanny Poffo, Tito Santana, Paul Orndorff. Many, many legends that I grew up watching in that, you know, 80s and, and early 90s era of wrestling. So 
it was uh, going to be a really, really cool event. So I brought that picture of me arm wrestling the honky tonk man and I got him to autograph it. Um, somewhere along the way too, Chad had met the honky tonk man somewhere else, I think at a, an event out there in LA where he lives. And he got an eight by 10 and the honky tonk man signed it. And uh, it's basically um, saying, and I've actually got this hanging up in my uh, wrestling area at my house. And it says to Kevin, comb your hair, honky tonk man. And it's uh, because, you know, Chad always, of course, makes fun of my hair. So anyway, there were those several connections, I guess, of sorts to the honky tonk man. Well, then fast forward even a few more years after that to 2016. And, you know, the My One Two Three Cents podcast was a thing and the blog and all, the brand was going and whatnot. And Honky Tonk Man was coming to uh, Effingham, Illinois. I think it was in Effingham, which is about two hours north of where I'm at in Illinois. And so I uh, wanted to, he was doing a speaking tour. He wasn't coming to wrestle or do anything like that, but I wanted to use it as an opportunity to get him on the podcast. And so I contacted him through email because um, I think he was booking all of this on his own. I think I, I think I reached out to the venue first and then they put me in touch with, with Honky Tonk Man. And I can remember, uh, I, you know, this podcast drops every Monday. And of course, last Monday there was a delay, but it still happened on Monday. But uh, this podcast typically drops, you know, at midnight on Mondays. And back then I was doing, I wasn't really editing the shows. I was just putting them together and then sending them to Greg Mahachko, the founder of the Jewelry Monkey Podcasting Network, where my one, two, three cents is stationed and homed. Um, and so um, I would have to get them to him early enough to where he could do that and, and get them uploaded and, and get them ready to go. So anyway, uh my family was going to Disney World for spring break. My son was playing in the band uh, at high school, and the high school was actually performing at Disney World. So uh, I was trying to, again, reach out to the Honky Tonk Man and get this knocked out before we left for the trip, but it didn't work out. I didn't hear from him. So I remember like it was yesterday, we were standing at Magic Kingdom watching uh, the parade where my son is, and my phone rings, and I didn't answer it. And so I go back after the parade is over, and I listen to the message. And it's the Honky Tonk Man. And if I still have the voicemail, I'll drop it into the show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's a breach. But anyway, he leaves me a message and says, call me back. And so I call him back, and we talk. And I you know, I explain to him that I'm at Disney World today. I can't record, but I brought my laptop, and I brought everything with me to record the show. And so he said, well, let's do it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow was going to be on Wednesday, which happened to be the day we were going to be at the beach. So I'm like, okay, perfect. So if you go back and listen to that episode, and I don't know the number, I'll put it in the uh, write-up of the podcast and you can go and listen to it. You might hear the seagulls flying by and the sound of the waves because I just kind of walked away a little bit from the ocean up into the, there was a little, uh, gazebo type thing on the beach that we were at and I just set up there and recorded the podcast from there and it, you know he was great to talk to and, and told some great stories and we reminisced and yada 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 and I you know obviously I don't you know didn't bring up anything from the past but 
after having met him twice in person and then, uh, you know, doing the podcast interview with him, you know, to me, and I know he rubs some people the wrong way and sometimes he says things and I think he says them for shock value, but uh, it was great uh, to talk to him. And again, one of those guys who as a kid, I just really enjoyed and and thought, you know, even though I think I was supposed to uh, hate him because he was the heel, he was the bad guy, he was taking on Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, um, I just enjoyed and appreciated his work uh, and what he did, you know, in that time period. And I think that he helped to create and and build the momentum to propel. You know, Randy Savage was already going to break through, but. I think that his feud with the Honky Tonk Man helped both he and uh, Honky Tonk Man. You know, it helped Randy and it helped the Honky Tonk Man. And then, of course, the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, winning that Intercontinental Championship in 31 seconds, that was the perfect ending to that 16-month title run, I thought. And so I, I just really, again, understand that not everybody, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but... He is the very first professional wrestler that I had the opportunity to meet, and it's something that I'll never forget, and uh, uh, you know, something that was so fun for me, and I, you know, it really did um, make me an even bigger fan of his because he was cool, and uh, you know, obviously, you want to send someone out who's going to be nice to fans and and to the the media and whatnot as they're trying to build up and and get the brand, the WWF WWE brand out there and into homes, so. Uh, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about my experiences with the Honky Tonk Man. I know he's wrestled around here in Southern Illinois a few times. I've never been able to catch him at one of those shows. Um, they were usually with, or they were all with different companies that I wasn't, you know, working for at the time. But uh, schedules just never lined up to where I was able to meet him. But I would love to see him again and, and chat with him and uh, you know, maybe have them on the podcast again. So let me know what you think. Do you like uh, these stories? Do you Would you rather hear other content? What do you want to see on the YouTube channel? I'm also working on some new things for TikTok. I know not everybody's on TikTok, um, but uh, I've got some ideas for content. There's a lot of great creators on TikTok. So trying to stand out and be different from just people sitting there spouting their opinions. So stay tuned for that. It is uh, at Kevin underscore Huntsperger, my TikTok handle. So uh, check that out. And again, check out uh, My123Cents on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Friends, thank you again so much for listening and being a part of this week's show. And we will talk again very soon. Have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 